Dancy Lagarde fans, you will be thrilled to know a book is coming out if you fund it. Via Unbound, we are publishing The Dancy Lagarde Reader by Alice Fraser and Dancy Lagarde, a glorious insight into the world of Dancy Lagarde, self-published romance maven and online bestseller. If you would like to find out how to support it, go to thebuglepodcast.com. If we get enough support, we will publish the book. That's a real thing that's going to happen. Thebuglepodcast.com to support The Dancy Lagarde Reader. The Bugle presents The Last Post with Alice Fraser. Hello, posters, and welcome to The Last Post, the final word in this the most final of worlds. Today's episode marks the 28th of July, the 210th day of this leap year, and the star sign is Leo. Your horoscope for Leo today indicates that Leos are characteristically warm and emotional lions. So if you are a Leo, you might want to live on the savannah in an extended family group and sleep most of the day while the women do the hunting. On this date in history, in 1943, U.S. President FDR announced the end of coffee rationing in the U.S., a dreadful mistake that explains both why Americans are so unnecessarily positive in their attitudes about their dreadful country and led directly to the invention of Starbucks. Boo. In 1951, on this date, Walt Disney's animated musical film Alice in Wonderland was released, one of the 13 copies of that Alice in Wonderland text that I have in different formats, mediums and languages from various birthday presents. Go f*** Your guest today on the podcast is celebrity conspiracist, just back from his patented 10-day goose cleanse, which is where you drink nothing that hasn't been given to you by a goose, Tom Ballard, looking fit. Thank you very much, Alice. You know, I feel great. I look great. And there's just something about those little geese handing over a variety of items that I put into my (laughs) mouth and asshole that really just makes me feel like a better person. So... It's a pleasure to be rejuvenated and back with you on the podcast. Coming up today, Tom Ballard will be bringing you all the latest in global weather news for our top story. But first, some headlines of stories we won't have time for. And in the news today, a surge in selfie-related deaths has experts worried that online influencers are putting themselves at risk to achieve the perfect image. Celebrity Instagrammer Thelonious Flunk, who recently died in the midst of filming an underwater makeup tutorial slash shark frenzy video, has recently been memorialised by his online community. A eulogy post on his Instagram saying that while he will be missed by his many unpaid interns, it's a comfort to his advertising affiliates that he died trying to look like he was doing what he loved. (laughs) Very good. Meanwhile, Bob the Sentient Trash Island has finally defeated Joe Biden in the Democratic primaries and has taken on the mantle of the Democratic nominee for president with just a few months to run before the November election. Biden's concession speech was gracious, saying that while he was at first sceptical of the political credentials of a sentient trash island, he was reassured by the integrity of the non-human entity when Bob publicly distanced himself from the conglomerate of billionaires who originally built him as a high-tech offshore libertarian paradise. Mm. Bob's moving first speech as Democratic nominee brought people to tears with his description of the moment he achieved sentience as the unintended result of the AI nanobots released into his trash matrix and his passionate commitment to serve the American people with every recycled scrap of his floating garbage body. I saw that speech, Tom. I found it very moving. Uh, Are you a Bob fan? Well, of course. I mean, you know, what a a visionary. Um, and, And to think that we would see the first Trash Island president within our lifetime is a pretty 
exciting prospect. Um, you know, you can't be what you can't see. And for other trash islands out there, sentient or no, uh, watching this kind of the debate play out, obviously they'd be really inspired. It would mean a lot to them. Um, and I think that he may be the leader that we need for these crazy times. Uh, why the f*** not, I say? Yeah, well, I mean, there is some backlash from feminist circles, particularly saying that, you know, it's a sentient trash island being elected to uh, the role of president before a woman. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, feminists... <laughs> <laughs> always, they'll never be happy, will they? Um, now, well, you know, it's if you if your feminism isn't intersectional enough to contain a floating <laughs> sentient trash island, your feminism is trash itself. Has it been confirmed that Bob uses he/him pronouns, or is that just what we're operating on? I think you? Bob will take anything that's thrown at him. Uh, that's sort of the definition of a, a trash island. So, hang on, he's a trash island who was put together by billionaires like Peter Thiel and stuff to design their perfect libertarian paradise, but they just used trash to yes. create that island. Well, I think they, they collected some of the floating trash islands that were already available, you know, billionaires waste not, want not, you say, uh, or sure. slash waste everything, want everything, uh-huh. I think is more the policy. But I shouldn't have to explain Bob the Sentient Trash Island to you, Tom Look, Ballard, I know, I know. primary yeah. campaigners. Uh, sure, sure. I listen to Pod Save America, you know, twice a week. I'm across it all. But um, his policy platform, he's, he's, he's pro-universal healthcare, from what I can remember. Is that right? Yep. Okay, great. Yes, indeed. Uh, um, what's his thoughts on Black Lives Matter and sort of police violence and, and you know, solving that problem? Well, once it was explained to him that, that humans came in different colours, he was very pro. Pro Black Lives Matter. Okay, great. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. And Trash Lives Matter, I assume, too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Good. That's all the time we have for the headlines that we don't have time for because now it's time for your ads. Your ad section now, because the self is an illusion we might as well perpetuate until we can achieve enlightenment or get rich. And this episode of the podcast is brought to you by the sun, humanity's frenemy. The sun is both essential to continued life on this planet and will burn the shit out of you if you don't show proper respect. (laughs) The sun, don't look directly at it today. Mm. Persephone. The daughter of Demeter, according to ancient Greek mythology, was kidnapped by Hades, the lord of the underworld. When rescued by her mother, Persephone realized she had tasted one pomegranate seed before leaving the underworld. This, according to the ancient laws, obliged her to remain there three months of the year. If only Persephone, instead of eating that pomegranate seed, had drunk half a glass of water, maybe the seasons wouldn't be the way they are now and she'd still be alive to this day. Half a glass of water. It'll keep you out of the underworld. (laughs) And that's your ad section for today. The last post. Now it's time for your top story. Top story today, global weather news. Brought to you by the global weatherman himself, Tom Ballard. What's happening in the world of weather today? Huge and shocking weather news, Alice. People are reeling. After news emerged over the last week after this explosive undercover investigation by the New York Times revealing that multiple weather monitoring organizations from around the world, from Australia's Bureau of Meteorology to NASA, have been manipulating weather data for decades in order to make it more boring. Basically, the virgins at these weather bodies have been holding us back from the truth about our weather systems that they're f***ing cool and they're seriously f***ing shit up on a regular basis like a badass no-shit motherfucker. England's weather, for example, has long been considered miserable and dull, associated with words like drizzle, overcast, and grandma. 
In actual fact, the skies <laughs> over Britain regularly unleash columns of fire tornadoes, spiky hailstorms, and gusts of winds capable of ripping off the skin of a large bulldog. Do we see that on the news? No, Alice, we don't. Why? Because the weather denialists refuse to inform the public about how interesting and dynamic <laughs> natural weather systems actually are. The weather men and women you see in a television would much rather do their wacky crosses with their lame jokes and boring conservative predictions rather than tell us that Mother Nature is a badass bitch who's pissed off, she's coming for your roof, and this time it's f***ing personal. <laughs> The Times investigation also revealed that the Weather Channel, widely regarded to be the most boring channel on television in the world, would regularly hire private death squads all over the world to hunt down and kill anyone who might capture footage of the weather doing anything interesting. The channel's been shown to have links to the Mexican drug trade, the global arms trade, and Ghislaine Maxwell. In other weather news, there is a growing movement on Twitter at the moment calling for all social media users who care about the future of the planet to join forces and use cancel culture to fight climate change. <laughs> Under the hashtag, hashtag cancel climate now, users are posting problematic things that climate change has done 20 years ago and tagging in climate change's manager, calling for it to be fired. When some critics have pointed out this is stupid, doesn't make any sense, using the hashtag cancel cancel climate now now and signing numerous open letters, the Twitter mob has turned on those critics and proceeded to try to cancel them using the hashtag cancel 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 climate now 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 and anti-cancel climateers are Nazis. <laughs> Literally everybody else on earth watching this extraordinary debate play out on the platform has decided that in fact climate change would be good because it would mean at long last the termination of this godforsaken soul-crushing meaningless forum of stupid public discourse and will bring us the sweet release <laughs> of death. So one to watch there, Alice. I mean, my favourite part of this kind of cancel culture is when people get cancelled for being associated with other people who were associated with other people who got cancelled for not condemning them quickly enough. That's my favourite because no. it means, uh, you know, six degrees of Kevin Bacon. If Kevin Bacon ever assaulted anyone, we're all f***ed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I must say, you've been remarkably silent on the cancel, cancel, cancel climate now, 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 now hashtag, <laughs> Alice, and I'd say that your silence is violence and you should speak up and tweet very soon. If you look back into my social media, you realise that I've been publishing a non-specific apology <laughs> at least once a week for the past 14 years, just for everything I've ever done. That has been good, actually. That's been very handy. That covers you for all bases. Well done. It does. That's all the time we have for your top story today. Now it's time for your letters to the editor. Your letters to the editor now. And remember, you can send a letter to the editor by writing to us at thelastpost at somethingelse.com. Dear Alice and guest. That's you today, Thomas. Hello. My daughter is also named Alice, and she would like to be a comedian like you. She is regrettably only three and a half years old. Why regrettably? But I was... Unless she should be older. <laughs> I mean, what's... But I was wondering... She should be 35. Regrettably. She's not. But I was wondering if you could critique some of her stand-up. No, not unless oh you pay God. me. Here's the stand-up. When told her foot is tasty, she replied, I'm not tasty, I'm Alice. That's good. That's good stuff, actually. It's a very dad joke, which is sort of improper for a daughter to be using a dad joke. It shows an unbecoming precociousness on her behalf. She's not a dad yet. Oh, my God. Cool. Everyone's a critic. She's three and a half years old, Alice, you psycho. <laughs> At that age, um, I already had four degrees. She calls alpacas hang on hang on why is someone why is someone sucking on the on the on the toe is that what it was the toe yes when told her foot is tasty uh, yeah. she replied i'm not yeah. tasty well, the I'm foot. i feel okay, like this yeah. bespeaks I mean, an, a, an unwarranted presence of absurdism in your parenting if you're telling your child that yeah. their foot is tasty you should be telling them only the truth until they're seven which is the age of wisdom when they can determine between the truth and the untruth maybe that's just my upbringing i mean if you want your child to become a comedian <laughs> do weird shit like that to them throughout their entire childhood don't show them enough attention suck on their foot occasionally and they'll be hilarious <laughs> 
That is all. Melinda from the United Sea States, the United Coronavirus States of America, sent from my iPhone. Thank you so much, Melinda. That's a really stupid letter and I'm not going to help you. But good luck to your child. She sounds like she might redeem the faults of your life, as all children ought to do. (laughs) (laughs) That's all the time we have for your letters to the editor. Remember, you can send a letter to the editor by writing to us at thelastpost at somethingelse.com. Thank you for listening to The Last Post today. We're here in your ears 366 days of this year and we'll be back tomorrow with all the latest news in this dimension. Your guest today on the podcast was Mr. Tom Ballard. Tom, have you got anything to plug? Uh, sure, I've got a podcast called Like I'm a Six-Year-Old, which is me talking to people about stuff. Uh, and if you're on Twitter, oh boy, am I irregular and sometimes not very funny on there, at Tom C. Ballard. <laughs> If you enjoyed Tom Ballard's work today, go back to episode 124 or episode 127, where he did some brilliant celebrity conspiracist work. Thank you for coming on the show again. The Last Post is a something else, Alice Fraser and Bugle Podcasts production. I am Alice Fraser. Find me online at, at Alliterative on Twitter and Instagram. That's A-L-I-T-E-R-A-T-I-V-E or commit to the full Alice Fraser experience by signing up on patreon.com slash Alice Fraser for a behind-the-scenes look at my glamorous life. My special savage is available on Amazon Prime. The executive producer of this podcast is Christopher D. Skinner. His adoring and bedazzled subordinate producers are Harriet Wells, Grace Laker, and Ped Hunter. As they and we always say, Good good luck luck to you, Christopher. Christopher. (laughs) And I'll talk to you again tomorrow. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.